I'm Dustin Williams, and this is Old Man Style Cards, a podcast about trading cards. I started in the hobby in 1987 and just jumped back in. I'm here to talk about junk wax and throwbacks, what's changed, and some tips and tricks to help you better understand the hobby. New to the hobby? Just jump back in? I'm here to help you. New episodes every week on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you stream podcasts. Hey, this is Dustin Williams, and welcome into the Old Man Style Cards podcast. I dropped the ball. I was supposed to have an episode last week, and I missed it. Uh, blame it on the old wedding anniversary and son's birthday. Just kidding. Don't blame it on that. Those are all great reasons to not have a podcast last week. Um, but yes, guys, I was on a roll doing a podcast every week. Didn't get it out last week, but I'm here. It's Monday. It's the start of the week, uh, but I'm ready to... Uh, Give you another episode. Talk to you a little bit about um, today's episode is going to be a little bit around um, what I call the art of the deal, negotiating, uh, just just trying to find what you want. So, talking a little bit about um, just kind of making that deal on finding what you want in this hobby, and then talk a little bit about a card show that was put on in Garner that I set up at and um, was at on Sunday. And uh, yeah, so this episode's gonna be kind of quick. It's, it's gonna go over a little bit of that, and then um, I know another scandal in the hobby again. Um, again, I try not to do too much of this negative stuff, but um, it kind of goes back to you know why I love doing the podcast and why I love the hobby so much is because I really don't think there's many genuine people in the hobby, unfortunately, right now. Um, they're out there, um, but a lot of the what I call big quote unquote influencers in the hobby. Um, or just letting people down or just not doing things the right way. And so it is what it is. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about what I usually talk about in this podcast with the state of the hobby. Fun times. I'll try to spin it positive. I promise it won't be doom and gloom. Um, but yeah, here we go. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's start, let me go back. Let's start with, uh, this, the card show that I set up at yesterday, uh, in Garner. So if this is your first time listening, I am based out of Fuquay, which is in the Raleigh area of North Carolina. Uh, I am from Garner and um, do some stuff over there from time to time. Um, and there is a card. Sh- there's a card show that we that I kind of started about a year and a half ago, and then I passed it off to my buddy Nick Spindler, who's a local real estate agent. And also partnering with a buddy of mine uh, named Josh, who runs the Bar Shadies, which is a local bar in downtown Garner. So if you're ever through downtown Garner, go check out this place called Shadies. They're actually doing a renovation and should have their grand opening next month with live music, good drinks, uh, and different things from time to time. And be on the lookout for something else exciting, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, um, I had a card show on Sunday. We we kind of set this up. It's pretty fun. We do it from 2 to 5 o'clock on a Sunday. So no pressure, really. Like, you do the card show, and you can set up. We don't charge for tables, and it is what it is. We try to pump it up as much as we can locally and see how many people we can get. Uh, not a huge crowd, unfortunately, this past uh, Sunday, but we had a great time. Um you know, we had probably maybe seven or eight different vendors set up. I set up a lot of my stuff that you see on Instagram that I post up and stuff that I talk about. I made made a lot of um, 
uh, fun sales. I got to meet some people that I never met before, but talked to on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So that was cool to uh, get to see some people in person, but not a huge crowd. But again, um, we don't, you know, there's no charge to set up at this show. They have a bar there, so you can get beer, watch the games on the TV, and just talk cards. So I had a great Sunday afternoon. Um, no frustrations around that card show there, but had a great time doing the card show there on Sunday. Um, when I when I set up that the card show, you know, part of what we were doing here with this card show, and hope to get one in Fuquay pretty soon, is I like to do what I call pop up. It's kind of like a pop up market, or almost what you would see in any terms, like a farmers market where you know people go out on a, a Saturday set up and then they're gone. I like that. I like that kind of idea when it comes to cards right now because. You know, it's hard for me to give up a Saturday and Sunday to be at a card show right now. And I don't have a ton of stuff. So paying the $100 or $125 fee to set up at a card show would be a little stressful for me because I, I want to make sure I don't, one, uh, owe money after setting up at a card show. And two, is it a good use of my time to be away from my family and, and, and my loved ones on the weekend when I work Monday to Friday? So a little bit of dilemma right now with me setting up at a major card show um, right now. So these pop-up ones are really good because I can just pop over and set up for a couple of hours and sell cards, talk cards, and do my thing. And really enjoyed this card show. Uh, put, I put out my my classic uh, gray <laughs> my my gray uh, terry cloth. Uh, sorry, not terry, my microfiber towel, and I put it on the table. Laid out all my cards, my expensive cards, everybody. Yeah, you know, my $10 cards, my $5 cards, my $2 cards. But hey, I'm proud of it. Come on, don't pick on me. Um, not, I'm not throwing out all my slabs on, on the table right now. Because cause remember, again, I just got back in the hobby. I'm just enjoying it. I'm not trying to have the best cards, the most expensive stuff. I'm just collecting what I love and enjoying what I'm doing. But if you went to my table, we have a lot of fun because I literally brought every card from my house and put it behind the table and that and that worked in my favor for this card show because i had two people that stopped by today or yesterday and one was looking for nolan ryan so i was able to let him go through my whole childhood collection i have him sleeve by the year so he could go from like 1990 i think it was like 92 or 93 all the way back to like 86 is what i had he had a great time going through all my singles he picked out a few that I didn't have on my table that I first displayed, so he was able to go through my stuff. And then one guy um, was, was a, a buddy of mine from college, and uh, he was actually shopping for his um, his coworker, and his coworker loves Ricky Henderson. And so if I hadn't brought all my cards, um, he I, he would I would have never made a couple of sales on these. And so he went through my whole Ricky Henderson collection, which by the way is massive. Like I have way too many Ricky Hendersons. Love that guy, but man, I got a lot, and so happy to sell some of my stuff as I build towards my PC. Uh, if you if you just listen to like my PC, I'm trying to figure that out right now. But King Griffey Jr. is definitely on my list for the PC, and so is Michael Jordan and Frank Thomas. So I can roll those off. That's definitely my top three. Bo Jackson would also be in that mix as well. But King Griffey Jr., Frank Thomas, and Michael Jordan, those are my top three cards that I try to go buy and try to find. So. Yeah. So anyways, sold some Ricky Henderson's, but in, in my head, I'm like, do I bring all these cards to a card show? And what a great lesson right now um, to bring these cards into the card show 
if I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made those sales. And so I'm glad that I was able to, um, bring all my stuff cause I wouldn't be able to sell all those cards if I didn't do that regardless. And so, um, that worked out great. Um, I tried to decorate my table a little bit. Like I said, I put down my, my classic breakers, what I call my breakers mat. If anybody's out there and you want to sponsor me, give me a breakers mat, I'll take it. But I love, I love my, my Riker fiber, uh, towel for my car that I use cause it's so soft, but put all my cards out and I, and I kind of like stacked them, uh, football, basketball, uh, baseball and then my non-sport and then I put up a couple of things set up like I was selling a Carolina pack with Jordan on the back so if you're on Instagram you got about a couple hours left on making that buy right now but I put that out there and then I also um, put a I put a couple other things like some visuals like I put a Beckett uh, up there of like Bo Jackson to kind of draw some attention to my table and then I set up a couple of my boxes that I had ripped open and I displayed those so people can see that they're actually getting the cards directly from those boxes that I opened. So I try to draw some people over to my table with some cool visuals. But all in all, my biggest tip for, or this is kind of like a tip for myself, but a tip that if I'm sharing with you, if you ever go to a card show, never think that sometimes you're bringing too much stuff. Um, yeah, it's a pain in the butt to carry all that stuff in and out, but it's good to have when someone specifically comes to your table and says, hey, I'm looking for Fernando Venezuela. Do you have any of his cards? If you say no, then you miss that on the sale. So it's always good to have a lot of inventory with you. And luckily I did that day. Um, but also, you know, like I like to make my table look a little fun too. Instead of just putting the cards out and just setting it up, try to create some character to my table and then kind of theme it around the 80s and 90s, which is what I do um, and what I love. So yeah, so the card show went really good. I was able to set that up this past weekend. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the theme of today's episode. So the theme of today's episode is really around art of negotiating and making the deal. So shout out to one of my to one of my folks listening on here. And uh, man, I should have the name and I don't. I will shout that out. I will shout that person out personally next episode. But hilariously, <laughs> I was selling some cards. So I've been selling cards and this is why I'm kind of focusing today in on the art of negotiating and your presentation and all this stuff is um, I've been selling a lot of stuff on my Instagram page. If you don't follow it, it's Old Man Style Cards on Instagram. Twitter is Old Man Style Card. And Facebook is Old Man Style Cards. If you follow those pages, you know you've seen a surge for me right now of selling stuff. Uh, it's not desperation. It's not craziness. I finally got to a point where I've got to let go. And you've probably been there in the hobby where you're, no, where you're just kind of like, do I really need eight... 1990 skybox michael jordans oh well i kind of do i love that card that's my pc but in my head i'm like do i really need that many and so i'm really downsizing cards so you want to be on the lookout of my page if you're looking to build up your collection if you're really wanting um great cards that have sharp corners unbelievable surface area on those cards where the surface is like brand new because again i just take the card and put it straight in the sleeve and then put in a new top loader for you. You want to hit my page up because all the cards that are being sold are either from those boxes or have been put away in those boxes and have not been touched. Um, so I call them my Krispy Kreme hot boxes because they're fresh, hot, and ready for you. So it's been tough and I'm at that point now where I'm downsizing and I'm just collecting some stuff. And then I'm like, do I? how do I afford to get more stuff without constantly spending money and money and money? 
um, out of the budget. And so now I just created a, a system this year, at least that's my New Year's resolution, to uh, only spend what I have. If I don't make the sales, then I can't buy um, more stuff. So I'm trying to set some boundaries to that and understand and have fun with those boundaries right now. So with the art of negotiating, um, shout out to one of my, my buddies that's been listening on here. Um, I offered a card and he said, can you do this price? And he's like, I've been listening to your podcast. Cause I mentioned this a couple of episodes ago and I'm like, dude, I love that. Yes, I will do it for that deal. And we made a deal and he negotiated on a card. I'm not saying that's going to work every time with me, but you never know until you ask. Um, and then if you're a repeat customer, um, I've been treated this way personally when I've been on the other end of the deal where I've been trying to buy something from someone. When you're a repeat customer, like sometimes it's cool just to offer that deal and let them know, hey, like you buy this, I'll throw in a free card. If you buy this, I'll give it to you for 50 cents less or a dollar less or whatever the situation is. Um, but at the end of the day, sometimes the deal doesn't work, but it's always, always important to ask. So I, I have a fundraising background in my career where I've gotten a lot of training and a lot of skills and uh, a lot of like um, a lot of seminars and things and workshops that I've been to. But I'll never forget the the biggest tool that I think works for anything in life is you don't know unless you ask. So I repeat that you don't know unless you ask. Great way to think about negotiating a card. You won't know until you ask. Now, if a card's listed for two hundred and you offer a hundred on eBay. You can ask that, but you're going to get shot down or maybe not, but also be mindful of, you know, that some people have to make money or a lot of people have to make money and they're not just going to take that offer. But it's definitely okay to ask for things and then also being being ready emotionally on the other side is when they deny you or say, I can only go 3% lower than what you asked and it is what it is and you go with it. Um, but you definitely don't want to ask and um, you don't always have to pay full price for everything. As you learn and I learn as we get older, most stuff's marked up anyway, so you're not even paying the actual price and it's okay to negotiate. Another thing when it comes to negotiating that I think gets lost in the shuffle is basically relationships. If you don't have a relationship with someone, how are you going to get the deal? You know, like sometimes like, you're trying to work, work, work this deal, but you didn't. You never bought anything from this person before, or you never talked to this person before, or all you do with this person on social media is say, "Hey, you want to buy any of my cards?" And you just keep texting that person or messaging that person. That that's not a great way to sell or make a deal and get things done. And so, make a relationship with folks when you go to your local card shows. Talk to people. Just don't walk around. Say hello. How's your show going? interact, start making relationships. If you see people with certain things, make the offer on those things. Like, you know, and see 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 what the things are going for and, and, and understand like what the person's about. And maybe that person, when you talk to them and go, you know what, I got this estate sale. I'll give all, I'll, I'll, I'll give this to you for 50% off. You never know. But if you don't, you won't know unless you talk. So don't be silent in the hobby, have a personality be a little extroverted. If you're introverted, I'm not introverted, but if you are introverted, find that extrovert in yourself and start talking and trying to figure out how to make a deal when you're out and about talking to people because that is really the key thing when it comes to buying and you know having fun when it comes to making that purchase because ultimately no one wants to spend money. 
but you got to, and do you feel comfortable at it? And then sometimes, like, you know, if you're working with a buddy of yours, does he feel good before you make the deal? Sometimes I'll even say, like, do you feel good about this? And when I let them say, yeah, yeah, like, this is great. I feel great. I feel like that's a great deal. And um, that goes a long way with people, too, is that honesty of, does this look good? Another thing that I pride myself on, and hopefully you do if you sell cards or buy cards, is, like, being honest and, like, saying, hey, there's a little bit of surface issue on this card. It was sticking a little bit, so that's why I see a little bit of dots here on this card. Like, I had a Michael Jordan uh, 94 Upper Deck Collector's Choice that had, like, it looked weird. I don't know if it's an error card. I got to look around, but it looks like there's like a little bit of like discoloration on the outfield wall. And that's not how the original card should look. So I let the person know and then they backed out on, on buying the card. But I couldn't just sell that card and then that person get it and go, wait, this card's, this card's not right. You don't want to be that person. And you don't want, I always say, if you don't want it to happen to you, don't do it to someone else. Um, kind of like the golden rule as we all grew up with, but just don't, don't, don't treat people like that. Make sure you're being fair about the things that you're selling and doing. Always important. Always important. Um, other things to think about, uh, when negotiating and just doing these things are, um, and I was, I was going to set a card show yesterday. Never assume everybody knows like these things. So I'm actually going to do an Instagram, um, video, like a tutorial, quick tutorial video where I'm just going to, um, show everyone uh, what it means to use the eBay app or the or if you're on your computer using eBay. I would say 50%, at least 50% of the people that I talk to, when they go, how do you know the value of the cards, Dustin? And these are new people in the hobby. So if you're listening, you're a vet in the hobby, you're like, everybody knows that, man. And I'm telling you, 50% do not know this. I promise you, promise you that they do not know to go to the filter and compl- and click the filter completed and sold. I didn't know that when I jumped back in the hobby. I just typed my card in and saw that this 1990 score Chipper Jones was $36. Roll. It ain't $36. It's what it's completed and sold for. Anyone could post anything on eBay. You've probably seen it on the Facebook Marketplace. Uh, a King Griffey Jr. 1990 Tops card. I actually just saw this the other day, actually. King Griffey Jr. 1990 Tops, Gold Cup rookie, regular card, uh, was being sold for $2,000 on the Facebook Marketplace. I don't know where that person got the, what the from the price from. Honestly, she might have saw someone post that one time on eBay and thought that was the price. And you can't laugh at or make fun of the person. Like, they didn't know. And a lot of people don't know this, but the way I help people out is I was just at the card show this past Sunday and, and a lady came by and she was trying to sell some cards to me. We actually made a deal and I and then I started to show her like on her cards, just kind of look through the eBay app. And it was just a good aha moment for, for us. And, and I think she seemed to understand it, but it's also good to know like what your cards are actually worth, and are you getting the best deal? And sometimes someone says, well, I'll sell you that card for five, but it's scoring for $10 on eBay. To them, they don't really care about that $5 loss. They, they just may want to make that $5. And I try not to undercut anybody, but also I'm really more of a collector and a seller than I am a buyer right now. So you got to meet people where they are. But I really think, honestly, everybody, um, and I'm going to do it this week. I've been selling, I've been saying it to myself for like three weeks now. But that that filter completed and sold is so crucial to finding out what cards cost. Now, are all cards sold on eBay? No, but it's still the worldwide leader in card sales, and it's going to give you a great 
um, what I what I say estimate as far as like what that card is actually worth. Um, but yeah, long story short, I'll just kind of wrap up the negotiating part and the theme of today's episode. Number one, make relationships. Number two, don't be afraid to ask. And then number three is just kind of do some research and be ready um, for that negotiate for that negotiating um, process. Uh, I think I mentioned this maybe last episode or two episodes ago. I was under underprepared uh, to sell um, a whole bunch of cards that I brought to a card show. I brought 40 cards uh, to a card show, and someone goes, well, what will you take for all of them? I should have been ready to have been like, I will take nothing less than 200. And I came up with a figure, but I wasn't fully confident on that figure, and I should have researched. So know what you're trying to do. Keep your expectations, not low, but not over the top. Just know that when you're selling, especially at a card show or in general, people are still trying to make money and don't get mad at them. Um, I will say this to everybody listening right now. Yes, when you see my cards on Instagram or you see me selling, you're like, Dustin, like your cards are a little bit more expensive than what I've seen completed and sold. Well, also, I tell people, I put in the work. I'm the one that goes and gets these boxes. I make the deals. I take the time to buy the new top loaders and sleeves. I'm the one that carefully puts them in. And I'm the one that can guarantee that this has never been touched by anybody else. It goes straight into the case, straight into the top loader. And you can't verify and always guarantee that with any old card you buy on eBay. Also, be in mind on eBay, because I've been burned buy this at least once or twice recently not always do your cards look like they they do after you buy it on ebay from the picture i've seen some cards be a little tricky and when you actually message the seller they don't have to say anything like they can be like that's what it was or that's what it is um com c check out my cards is another resale site i had a buddy do that recently and the car didn't look as as great as he was thinking and so it wasn't bad it's nothing major not enough to even get a refund or even request sorry even request request a, a refund but at the end of the day if you follow my page like many of you have a relationship with me you know i'm going to do things right but you know that the cards you're getting from me are as fresh as they can be and you just know what you know what you know, and that's always really good because this thing's out of control. Um, let's say this thing's out of control. Uh, trusting people in the hobby can be tricky, and that lead that leads to my doom and gloom moment of the hobby. All right, so Santiago Sports, he hadn't seen this. There were some uh, Kyle Kuzma autographs that were out there right now, and with these Kyle Kuzma autographs. Uh, Santiago Sports, uh, big time in the hobby, been around for a long time, does a lot of YouTube, a lot of, a lot of stuff online, a lot of national card shows, things like that. Took in some Kuzma autographs, thought they were real, he said, and tried to sell them. Then when someone saw that they were not real, they called him out, and then he took them down. Um, but he also took them down because Panini called him and said, those cards are fake and told him that, sorry, not fake, those cards were stolen, and those need to be returned and right away. And so that's when he stopped his process of selling them. Um, he went uh, online to um, go on an interview with Sports Car Radio and, and did a great interview, if you want to see that. And I will give San Diego Sports credit on that. He answered the questions. 
he faced the music, but at the same time, lots of excuses were made. Uh, but I do appreciate at least he took the phone call and did the interview. But if you watch it, again, kind of the innocent play, the play of, would you know if someone walked in? Would you know? Would you know if, you know, that that person didn't know Kyle Kuzma? And in my opinion, um, if you watch this, my opinion on this whole video is um, I could say that I was Kyle Kuzma's manager or agent or whatever it is and say anything. But when you walk in with that many autos, and it, it, it is, if most of the time in this hobby, if it seems fishy, it's fishy and it's bad and you shouldn't do it. And unfortunately, I wish Santiago Sports. When the cards came in, he could immediately reported that those cards were stolen instead of trying to sell them. And so, hey, you, you live and you learn, it seems like, in these things. And hopefully, um, San, Diego Spots, San Diego Sports will learn his message from it. Uh, other thing that like that got me all riled up in the hobby um, this past week is Tops did a tweet about uh, the sounds of the hobby and putting these cards in a collector's, uh, like one of those... Um, notebooks that we put all of our, our cards in as kids and talked about the sounds of the hobby and you know i'm blunt so i just chimed in and said you know what tops like it would be great if you incentivize people actually putting cards in binders and collecting sets because just this past card show i had a chet nba hoops rookie card on my table and a john ja morant and i had two different kids come up to my table and flip the card over and go oh it's not numbered i'm like no, but it's still a good card. And they're like, nah, it's not numbered or it's not a, a prism or a, a colored card. And it's like, we've lost sight with these young ones and old people too, like myself, of collecting cards and not just tossing job Morants into the corner of the room because it doesn't have a number on it. And by the way, everybody, I was going to sell these cards for like a dollar to, I was going to sell for like a dollar under what they're worth. And they still wouldn't, they still didn't want them. And the only reason I'm selling them is I don't collect that stuff. I decided to like roll the dice one day and I bought some NBA hoops because I like NBA and see what I got. And it wasn't fun. So now I'm selling the cards. Uh, but I thought a kid would love to have, you know, Chet, one of the top rookies in NBA. And apparently they don't. So tops figure it out try to push people to actually collect sets and put them in those card notebooks like you were showing everybody on social media and if you got the whole set you win a prize like you win something really cool for collecting all cards and, and kids start doing checklists again and checking boxes like let's move to that please 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 let's move to that uh and to to end not on a doom and gloom like i said um follow if you're on twitter follow follow this guy junk wax heroes i think he's one of the best people in the hobby that are, is doing some things similar to me when it comes to the 80s and 90s collecting he is one of the best people genuine guy loves to put content out there but follow junk wax heroes on twitter and the regular car world um follow um and, and keep up with uh kentucky roadshow so roadshow cards um, keep up with those guys. I, th I feel like in the main hobby industry, and yet they've done stuff with Jeff Wilson and the rest of the, those people in the hobby. But ultimately, all in all, th th these guys, I know of these guys. These guys are great uh, for the hobby. And uh, check out Roadshow Cards. I feel like they're really, really good uh, for the hobby. Um, those are like the top two that I follow um, right now. And, uh, it's really hard to follow many other ones. 
I'm still on the fence with chasing cardboard. Um, I feel like they there since there's some of their stuff that went on about autographs and some other stuff on how they handle that. Um, but overall, that's a pretty cool YouTube page, pretty cool YouTube videos and stuff. So check out them. Um, but try not to put too much weight in the people you don't know. Let people do their thing. Um, it, the, the best stuff always rises to the top. That's an old saying is, um, if you, it, the true, the true things will eventually show. So people really, really love the hobby and they're really trying, um, to help and, and do things like they say it'll show over time. And so, uh, have patience with people, give people grace. Um, but end of the day, uh, once you're dishonest or not honest with people, loses a lot of credibility and I think a lot of people in our society now have lost sight of not taking ownership for when they when they actually do make a mistake and making it right and not blaming others um, but that's really what it, where we're at right now and so we're, we're looking or at least I'm looking for more people to follow in the hobby that uh, are doing the right things and they're way more than what I just mentioned um, those two folks Kentucky Roadshow and um, junk wax heroes. There's more than that, but man, it's tough. Trust me. I search and I look for content that isn't, how do I spend $50,000 or how, how did I spend my $50,000 at this card show? Um, I think people are really looking for more relatable content out there. And that's hopefully what I'm trying to bring you. I'm not trying to go, go stardom here and be, you know, the top influence or anything like that. I'm just out here trying to put, uh, tips and tricks and, and content out for people that are collecting because at the end of the day I like to help people and I've been helped along the way in this hobby and continue to learn so you continue to learn continue to be a sponge and help when you can and again if you're selling cards do the right thing and be honest and be respectful and uh, everything will be all right Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for following this podcast. Please share this with other folks um, because, again, this is all positive stuff, trying to help people, but also trying to keep things uh, when it comes to the current hobby um, and keeping you in the loop with what's going on. So you guys have a great day, and thanks for everything.